Today we explore an exciting theme. Learn how to harness your sexual power for personal transformation. In one place, the power of your voice with Mike Murphy. Welcome everybody. This is the podcast, The Power of Your Voice, and I'm your host, Mike Murphy. I'm super excited about today's guest. So if you're into sex, okay, you want to stay tuned and maybe take out a pen and a piece of paper and take some really good notes. And this is good quality sex that we're going to be talking about here today. I have with me a special man that lives here in Medellin, Colombia, and that's where I am right now. We're coming to you from Medellin, Colombia. His name is Pablo Sada Riaga. And he earlier apologized to me, said, I apologize for my Spanish or my English. I go, your English is great. My Spanish is what needs to work. So I was able to get that word out. Um, so he was a businessman, a master's in international business. He studied here at a great university in Medellin called EFIT. And he also got a degree at FIU out of Florida. He lived in Miami for 10 years. Uh, he had a career in marketing, logistics, and finance. And then something happened that led him to want to change his entire life. And he went to the country of India, and he learned a bunch of stuff, and that's what he's going to share with us today. And Pablo, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm very so, happy. it's the first time we've met, and I'm so I've studied your story a little bit. Got did a little bit of pre-interview, but not much because I want this to be super fresh because I think your story is fascinating. So, you were born in New York, you said, and you grew up in what, what age when you moved to Medellin and, and in your childhood? What years were you here in Medellin? Oh man, it was only when I was two. My parents came back, yeah, they, they were living in New York for so long, uh, but they went back when I was two. Okay. So I was raised here. Okay, so so your whole life you grew up in Medellin, basically? Uh, yeah, basically, yes, until the age of 26, when I went back to the States, I actually went to Miami, uh, which is part of, you know, Latin America. Right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's, <laughs> no that's the truth. It really but is. But that was perfect because, you know, I have the, you know, part of the both, of, yeah. the, of, of both aspects. For you guys, for you guys watching, and and you haven't been to Miami, it really is like being in Colombia or Venezuela or Brazil. I mean, it's really, it really is Latin America. It's eighty percent, I think, uh, speaks Spanish there, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. So, so you became a successful businessman, and then something happened in your life that said, "Hey, I need, I need to go find myself." I'm assuming, and went to tell us that story. Well, actually, uh, it's not that something happened. Eventually, is more than um, one day. Yeah, I've been feeling that for, for my whole life because I was, you know, very connected with, with what I do today since my childhood. Uh, but one day I decided to walk my through and I say, okay, this is not making me happy. So I really want to follow what my heart says. And it's more than selling things and promoting business, which was beautiful and good. And it gave me, you know, a good life. Uh, it was more like to, I, I really feel inside that I need to work with people directly. With, uh, with their beings, with their feeling, with their souls, with, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, help people to live what I've lived in uh, by that time. And I, and I switch. Yeah. I quit my job. And I, I think this is a common theme. It's something I've experienced my entire life because we're programmed to create wealth, especially Americans, probably more so in America than here. But, you know, we're programmed that money is everything. And we measure everybody by their money. You know, everybody's measured by money, but no one's measured by their integrity, by their character, what they give to others, what they're do, contributing to society. I think we've lost our soul because of chase of materialism, consumerism, and financialism. So you realize something inside of you, your soul, was saying, hey, man, there's something more for me, more that's going to make me feel more whole, more complete more on purpose is that accurate yes um well you said something uh, that we lost our souls but i don't consider that we lose our souls i think that we are get far from our souls yep. but one day it soul is in there always soul I, is god i, I so agree we we we, we we lose our conscious connection. Exactly. And then we're chasing stuff that doesn't serve our soul, and then we get lost. Yeah, because we get distracted. Because yes. this mechanism, this system is taking you far from yourself. Yeah. So the more you connect it, the more you meditate, and basically this, this is the main topic of this conversation, uh, all these things that makes you like reconnect or see yourself, your real self, and uh, honor it. So the soul is in there. It's just getting connection again with your what you real are. So well, when you were younger and you were doing business and you were doing that, you felt disconnected from your soul and something was saying, hey, I need to find myself? Well, to be honest, um, as I say, I started from very little from my childhood. My mother had me when I was four years old. My sister and I, she had us. How, know, how, wait, how old was your mother when she had you? Uh, how old is today? No, how old was she when you, she gave birth to you? How old was your mom? Uh, she was like 30, I guess, okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah, she's currently 79. Okay. I'm okay. 51. Okay. But yes, uh, she had uh, my sister and I in this meditation course. So we started with the mantra, um, and I, I still remember that she had us sitting on the sofa, 
Wow. You know, uh, five minutes every day. And uh, wow. that's where the magic started. Yes. So it's coming from, from my childhood. Yeah. Also, you know, the, the, the library in my house was, you know, Tantra books, Lobs and Rampa, and all those, you know, things that you know, uh, Jacobo Greenberg, all those magic things that... So I'm used to that. So I never uh, got disconnected from what I am. Yeah. But it's more like, you know, the tendency, the system put yeah. me, you know, walking another pathway um, that I never felt it like my own pathway yeah but say okay i appreciate that because you know the the time that i spend you know in that aspect of my life it's what i encourage it me more of what i'm doing here you know yeah that's what i'm so connected with what i do now uh, and that's what i'm so eager to help yeah. day by day people to if they want to switch it's just like more connect with what they are so that they identify what they really are and they do they follow they honor what they really are in what they do on a daily basis yeah so I want to go into what your your childhood with your mother. So it sounds to me like your mother was rather spiritually evolved, correct? Oh yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, I come. It's very interesting because I come from these two families. They're they were very. They're actually they're still uh, very conservative, traditional paisas, very uh, religious. Very could, could, do they practice Catholicism here? Uh, yeah. Okay, but yeah. still with but, but but meditation. So your mother's teaching you meditation, which the Catholic Church is you know to stay away from. Yeah. So she's she's more evolved than just practicing Catholicism. Yeah. You know what? My my father's family they were very religious. They are very religion, religious. Uh, my mother's family too, but they were more like scientific. Okay. They're coming from you know I have yeah. fa relatives. My uncle. They're mathematics, physics, uh, politics. They're very you know into the scientists like very. Uh, left hemisphere, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you got both. You got the right got, hemisphere and the left hemisphere. Exactly. And so I'm just going to throw this out there as a question with an assumption as well, that you, you, you tried the traditional way or the, the, you tried the world's way of becoming successful, which is through business and creating wealth and this and that. Uh -huh. But because of this foundation and this early meditation practices, it didn't resonate with you. And, and you realized that that was maybe fraudulent and you wanted to go this path. Is that accurate? Exactly. And that's happening these days. Yes. It's still happening because, you know, uh, and I talked to my mother, it's very funny. She's lovely because, uh, she, when I went out, when I finished my high school, she said, okay, at home, to my sister and I, at home, uh, I'm going to pay it only for, uh, for uh, a businessman, a uh, oh. uh, lawyer or doctor or something like that. I said, mommy, I love painting. I'm an artist. Uh, and I love the, my father. He had me also doing exercise. You know, this Charles Atlas, I guess you know who Charles Atlas was. Yes. And uh, Bruce Lee very doing strong. exercise. Right. And so I have, you know, both sides. But, uh, and today, these days, my mother says, what do you do? Uh, do, do, you know, still she, she had me having meditation. But these days she still asks me, does people are interested in what you teach? Uh. I say, mommy. World is awakening. Yes. You know, world is awakening. People are more and more also in the corporate world. People need this. Yes. So they love it. Now they are awakening and they, and they know that they cannot live their lives. And none of their lives is that they don't recognize their souls and their, their inner feeling, you know? So, you know, that's interesting because this has been coming up a lot in my contemplations and my meditations that, that what, what people are waking up to is they need balance, you know, because we get out of balance and the, the world is out of balance. The world is so chaotic. And so now if we're out of balance in our own personal life, it's amplified because the world is so messy, right? So, so let's talk about meditation today. Is it a practice for you? How do you do it? What, what, Talk, tell us about yeah it's very interesting what you say it's out of balance but that's our balance today yes. you know not nothing is perfect in life and that you know dark aspect of humanity these days is what is bringing us today and encouraging us to look more inside our souls so that's good you know yeah um and i do a daily practice i do so many you know people ask me what do you do for a living and I say i work on myself uh -huh. oh you don't have a regular job and say no i love i love to work on myself all day long because all day long I'm meditating, you know? Yeah. I'm meditating right, right now. now. Right now. I'm, I'm, you're, you're connected to source right now. Uh, yeah, through myself. Yes. Through observing myself. Yes. So now I'm feeling my heart beating. I'm feeling the energy in my body. I'm feeling my emotions. You're present. I'm present. And most of us live, live our lives being non-present. Yeah, exactly. But that's the invitation. That's what I do, what I do for, for, for a living because, you know, it changes my life. And uh, I said, okay, I have to share this. So, but my day today is very simple. I'm, I'm very, I have a very simple life. I, I wake up usually uh, at 3 a.m. and I sit down like one hour. What time do you go to bed? 9, 9.30. Okay, okay. so you're getting about six hours sleep. 
Yeah. Good, good quality sleep. Well, I sometimes assume. I have naps. Okay. Sometimes okay, okay, I have okay, to take naps. Okay. okay. But you're getting good six hours of sleep and you wake up at three. Is that when you start to meditate or? I, okay. I start, I wake up at three average. I make, I meditate for one or over an hour. Uh, and I go back, I pee and I go back, <laughs> you know, to my bed right. and I do, uh, I put my, my headsets and I, are you using a guided meditation or no, so tell me your process. Just focus on your breath. Yeah, it depends. You know, I follow what I, I follow my feelings. So for some periods of time, I follow my breathing process. Some other periods of time, my intuition guides me to follow my, my heart beating. Uh, I do some um, teachings that I learn, some meditation that I, I learn, like Vipassana. I've done Vipassana a few times. It's beautiful. So I switch based on, no, not on my mind, not on my ego, but on my... Your spirit, what well, your spirit's yeah, telling you, I right? Just follow, I just follow. I, I know that, you know, mind interfere, and this is a beautiful process that we have to understand as well. Yep. Like, uh, okay, everything it's, I ask myself, uh, is, is this being guided, this thought, this feeling, is it being guided by my ego or by my or by right. my soul? Right. Every time, every time that I talk to someone, every time that I had to make a decision, every time that I teach someone, is it coming from my soul or from my ego? So I just follow what my, what my being says. So it's different. For all you people out there watching or listening right now and are waiting for me to get to the subject of sex, stay with us because we're going to get there. <laughs> but but um, this is such an interesting conversation for me, especially the meditation part. And so for the people out there going, dude, there's no way I'm getting up at 3 a.m. to meditate, okay? Tell us the benefits that you get out of your life. And, and you say you meditate almost every day, so that connection is sore. So you, tell me the, the benefits of that early morning meditation and then the meditation practice all day long. Well, uh, as you said, meditation needs to be present. Yeah. Um, when you meditate, you know, like biorhythmic, I don't know if that word is good in Spanish, the biorhythm, the biorhythmic, biorhythm, of, the, of, the, of, of your body, of the, the whole body, not the only. Frequency, the, the, the frequency, the vibration and the frequency. Yeah, we don't operate separate than the planet. Right, so the, right. The planet is awakening, you must awake at that, at that time. Right. So three to four, well, three, it's something that... Three is a little early. I think four is a little... A, it's a little early, yeah. I think four is a good number. But I'm used to that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, I'm used to that because at four, I do an, another meditation, but I'm, I've been more connected with myself from three to four. Okay. I'm from four to five. You know, as I say, I go back, you know, to my bed. I put my headset and I follow like um, uh, Jacobo Greensburg meditation or Joy Dispensa meditation or some other kind of a guided, guy, some sort of guided meditation. Yeah, yeah, and I go, oh man, and this is amazing. It's like having, you know, for real, it's like having this uh, mushroom experience. Yeah. Every day I have a mushroom experience, but yeah. with my own chemicals. So, so you brought up Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I love his meditations. I try to start every day with the body electric guided meditation of his. And the beautiful thing of that is, you know, he talks a lot about raising the cerebral spinal fluid from the perineum, the base of the spine, up to open the third eye, the pineal gland. Have you experienced with any of that kind of meditation? Yeah, man. Well, this is something, now it's in the world of Joe Dispenza, but this is technology. Oh, the, no, that's, that's, since, that goes back to the time of Christ and before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that goes back to the gurus of India. Yes. You know, they've been moving that cerebral spinal fluid forever. Dr. Joe just is bringing it to the West. Primarily. Oh, man, this is, to me, it's one of the translators of this information. Like, uh, as I said, um, Jacobo Greensburg, this is, these are avatars that are come to translate information on yeah. our words today. Tell me about the person you keep mentioning, because I'm not quite getting that. Jacobo Greensburg. Uh, he was a. Um, he used. He was. He's a Mexican. He was a Mexican. Do you know how to spell it? Just so Jacobo J. Oh man. Okay. Put me in trouble. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna find some show notes and we'll put it in the show notes because yeah. I, I want to study it myself. Oh man. So tell me about it. Most people should read this. Um, this is a neurological. Used to be a neurological um, doctor. Uh, he works the shamanism as well. And, um, you know, he studied the human being and he created a lot of meditations, but uh, very profound meditations based on all that information from the shamanic world, from the yoga instructions, yoga teachings, tantra. Uh, those used to be connected people um, that, as I said, translate information and channel information and put in the word that we know how to understand today, these days. Yeah. But he was, I don't know, there are many theories. I don't know whether he was killed. Uh, or he just enlightened and disappeared. Many people had, you know, had happened with many people. But uh, it's a very interesting person to to follow his his teachings. And do you do ever do any like right brain entrainment meditations using frequency where you get the the left and the right working together entrainment? Yes. Well, it's as I said, many th many many things have come to me. Uh, 
by intuition. So sometimes I'm, I'm a searcher. I look for things and sometimes I say, well, I've been doing this for, you know, since long time. Because everything that we learn these days, it's already now in, exactly. in ourselves. Exactly. It's already. So it's just a matter of uh, opening, being open to receive information. Yeah. Uh, messages are every single second you're receiving messages. It's just a matter of opening yeah. your eyes. Yeah. That's it. You know, one of my favorite quotes in the Bible comes from King Solomon. He says, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything we need to know is already here. And more importantly, it's already within us. It within and, us. and it's just, but the, the trick is we have these two eyes that are always looking out, yeah. okay, where we, we need to look within and get in touch with the soul and the energy of the creator. And then all the answers appear. It's Yeah, it's beautiful to understand that because the more you understand that situation, the more you focus on yourself. And it's no ego. It's yeah. no selfish. It's just like recognizing the creation, the creator, the God, or however you want to call it, inside you. Yes. And it's it sounds beautiful, but once you feel it, you say, oh my God, this is what people talk about. I'm feeling it. Yes. And it's just an awakening of DMT in your brain. Yes. It's in there. The magic is happening in there while you're distracted looking things outside. Yeah. But that's the way system works. You know, they try to, they have you vibrating in your survival exactly. mode here, down here. Sex, survival, in sex, food, food. In, in emotions, <laughs> food. So your energy it's going down yeah and when you ask about sexuality that's what i teach basically from the heart and the mind yes like awakening all the power that you have down here yeah. don't waste it don't lose it don't throw it down to air don't ejaculate just connect with your power Keep and it. bring it out bring it out bring it out bring it to your heart bring it to your brain bring it to you know because this is earth you yeah. know as the bible said you mentioned the bible heaven and earth this is earth this is heaven. So when you when we go to heaven is when we have peace of mind. This is heaven. And this is our soul. So the connection, right. the middle chakra, the heart chakra, it's our soul. It's the link between the, the earth and the heaven. Right. So now we, we can be in heaven if we don't waste our energy in sexual matters. I mean, sex and sexuality are different things, but that's the beauty. Once you understand that, okay, I have the power here, but I don't going to waste it. I'm going to... Bring it up here, bring it up here, and connect with the divine. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, and it, the problem I see today, <clears throat> especially around the subject of sex, right? No, we're not taught this. No one teaches us anything about sex. As a child, when we need to learn, next thing you know, we're in the fourth or fifth grade, we get an erection, we don't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. all right? Then, <laughs> then, then it erupts, we feel good, now we're fucked, excuse my language, but now we're kind of screwed because no one is there to hold our hand. I really believe in way back centuries ago when we have the indigenous people and the tribes, they taught these kids this stuff. It was a community. It takes a community to raise a child. But imagine a child today who wasn't born to two you know, evolved parents, okay, parents with their own issues, whether drugs, alcohol, not connected, whatever, and then they stumble into the internet and they find pornography and no one's taught them nothing. Just imagine the effect on their brain. You know, I know when I was like um, third grade or someone, someone showed me a Playboy magazine, right? And the effect that that had on me. And then oh, sex is a dirty thing that you can't talk about. The, Talk about all that. How do, how do we undo this? How do we fix this? Yeah, man. You know, today I work with uh, with um, young people, with children. Well, not children, but um, um, teenagers and with their parents. Because it, you remind me, I go back in time and I remember my father saying, uh, they didn't talk much about sex, my father and my mother. But they have, as I said, these books and they have them here so that we read. And my father all the time said, uh, don't spit, don't ejaculate. Uh, they didn't say much, but uh, it makes, you know, it sounds something in, in myself. And I said, today, it's mandatory. That's what I, you know, try to focus on young people because peop young people don't have real information. They're, right. They are being slaves of, uh, of ejaculation, of right. masturbation, of pornography. Right. And they're, they don't know. This is good. I mean, you're tempted because of the, you're tempted by the, the, the body pleasure. Yes. And that's good. You right. are, you are growing. Yes. But uh, if you don't have real information, understanding, you know, that guides you. That's what I focus on this, this, I could say community, young people and their parents and their, their, their teachers in school. If you don't have real information, you're going to keep on, yeah. you know, suiciding yourself without just by yeah. the pleasure yeah. of ejaculation or yeah. something like that. But uh, this is the, and this is information that had, you know, the ancestral cultures you mentioned, the people from, from India, from, you know, ancient civilizations, Egypt, Egypt, Egypt uh, all these people know about, knew about this. Right. But now, 
you know, they throw you pornography in one side, they throw you pornography, so you drain yourself, you drain right. your because, energy, your energy, energy your yeah. energy. And on the other hand, they prohibit because it's bad, uh, you know, right. sex, it's right. you know, through the through the religions, it's bad. So you have the both polarities, they fighting. So you are right in between and you don't know what to do, man. It's so a you nightmare. Are, you it's get, a nightmare. You get crazy. You know, I really think, um, and, and let me say this, it's a confession, okay? You know, my parents didn't teach me nothing about sex, okay? But I didn't do a good job teaching my four children either, okay? <laughs> and so why is that? Because I was so screwed up with my thought process, my my belief system, okay, of what sex really is what I thought it was and what it didn't have a clue what it really is and what it should be. Okay. So I didn't do a good job of teaching my children. So now I'm thinking, and, and I see the world more screwed up now than it was when I was raising my kids. Right. So, and I see all this stuff on um, the internet and what have you. So how do we fix this? I, I really, cause we're not going to go back to indigenous, maybe we are, but, but, but indigenous drives where communities raising, child, but maybe we can create videos or something to, to, to teach a child. Listen, this is all normal and natural what your body's going through. Cause I grew up in a Catholic school. All right. And, they scare the hell out of you. You know, you're gonna, your palms are going to get hairy if you masturbate, right? All this nonsense, right? How do we get good education and how do we deliver it to these precious children that really need it so that we can look at the divorce rates? Everything is messed up because no one ever teaches us the right way to be in relationship, to be present, how to love, how to make love, all that kind of stuff. How do we fix this? Well, I... What are you doing? Let's do it. Let's start this. How are you, what are you doing to fix it in your community? Yeah, basically it's, as I said, um, being more, more coherent with what, with what I am, with what I feel myself. That's what I, you know, switch my life from one thing to another because I got connected. And the more you get connected with yourself, you're going to be able to touch more people, right? So being coherent, coherent with what I am, with what I really feel, it's the way that I really can teach people. So I read a lot. I love reading, uh, reading these these topics. I don't read. I don't read. You know. Right. I read, the tabloids. I, yeah, yeah. I read deep this. subjects. Yeah, I read this. Uh, I read books like yours. Yeah. That actually I saw it and I, I want to have one copy of your book. <laughs> it's yours. Yeah. You and um, and the more I get connected with people, the more I get in touch with people. I. I because I try to connect from the heart, not yes. from the ego. Yes. Yes. So I connect with you and I. I kind of read you and I know what are your, like compassion, it's a beautiful word, but has to be very good understood, you know, because we confuse it. It's like a, I put, as I said in Spanish, I don't know if in English is the same, I, I, I put in your shoes. Yes. You know, it's the yes. same thing. Okay, I put in your shoes and I kind of feel uh, your feelings and I said, okay, this is my, my serve, it's being compassion yes. uh, and lovely and try to give the more myself I can give Right. To because I I've been through that yeah. I've been in that side I've been in this side and it's not that I'm in this side permanently, but as a human I go back and forth. Yes. Sometimes I wake in. I mean, what I'm telling you is that I'm not a human being. Right. You know, I'm a regular human being with my problems, with my issue, with my man situation, right. with my I struggle with life sometimes. Right. Uh, but now I vibrate in a higher frequency. You know, because I, I practice these these medicines. This uh, this I connect with the channel. You know, yes. straight to the channel. And you, you're, you're, you're ascending rather than descending. We, and when we're ascending, it's not perfect. There's still mistakes. There's still hiccups. There's still the old programming that wants to rear its ugly head. There's still the shadow side of being a human being. So as we're ascending, it's, it's just not all, you know, uh, rainbows and sunshine, right? There's, there's And the more, the faster we're ascending and the more desire we have to send, the more the other side attacks us. Of it's course. good and evil, right? And so yeah. there's dark and light. And so while we're trying to create more light in our we got to fight more dark and so that's what you guys under, have to understand out there neither one of us are better than you you know we're just on this path of realizing of who we really are and now that we know who we really are what do we do to um to amplify that what do we do to get closer to god instead of farther from god that's all being human is not easy this life is not easy this is difficult but when you're when you when you learn the truth and when you move from the head to the heart and you start living from this beautiful heart then you're you, he didn't have a choice he, he he woke up and he had to either go to india and find himself and get on this path or probably suffer some you know who knows drug addiction alcohol who knows or just a, as thoreau said most men lead lives of quiet desperation and maybe perhaps he was leading his life of quiet desperation wait i want out of this i want to find myself and my and when you start finding yourself you find god and when you connect with god you can reconnect to your soul and you get reconnected then miracles start to happen and you talk a lot about the ego and so i think you know 
we're living in two worlds. We live in the material world and we live in the non-material world, the unseen and the seen, right? And the ego we kind of need here, okay, to build a career. You know, if you're if you if you need money, you need to create a resume. So you need to list your accomplishments and you need to send. So you got to play that game a little bit, but but you can't get attached to you. You can't let it suck you in. You got to stay close to this heart. So what does that mean? If my heart is to love and to serve and to, and to give to others, well, then I can't go get in a business where I'm going to hurt people. I can't work for a corporation that's selling products or goods that are hurting people, right? I have to be true to myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. I mean, you cannot go, you have to embrace everything because you have to honor the way that, I mean, that the fact that you are here in this in 3D, in this three-dimensional right. world, right. I mean, you have to, you have to have food. We got to play this game. You have to have sex. You have to love. You right. have to feel pain. You have to, you have to embrace everything. Right. And uh, this is the, the Taoism. I mean, you have the black and you have the, the white, you have women, you have men, you have uh, pleasure, you have pain, you have everything, light, dark, everything. So that's what makes you human, right? right? So everything is perfect, but you have to be aware that uh, that you, your reality, it's here. We are souls, and we are living this material experience, and this is beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, people ask me, uh, "Oh, you're so spiritual." And I say, "Okay, what is the spirituality?" And to me, spirituality, it's just the the fact that you. Uh, embrace everything and you connect with everything with the situations with the pain with the with the love with everything it's not that you get attached and you know uh, the bad the bad things but you have to understand that you have to face different stage of your life with different emotions different sensations different situation day to day and the our Free will, it's the only thing that we got. You decide, As you said at the beginning, you decide whether to go this way or this way. How do I face situations in my life? Mm -hmm. Do I face it? Do I give up? Do I, or, or, or I encourage myself and keep on fighting? Well, fighting wouldn't be the word. Like keep on, you know, uh, embracing situation and getting better and better and better. And th this is our decision. Yeah. But uh, if you are connected with yourself, the more conscious you develop in yourself, uh, the more life it's gonna shine on you and the more you're gonna vibrate in love because yeah. this is actually the goal, like vibrate in love, in love, in love. I struggle in situation, my day-to-day -day life, you know, like uh, I feel anger, I yeah, feel right, jeal right. jealous, I feel like everything that every human being feel, yeah. but it's not that I want to avoid to feel that, right. I want to embrace that, recognize that and, and change it. I'm, Get power, get energy from that yeah. to make myself a better person and share, yeah. you know, and spread, you know, good things. So one of my favorite sayings that comes from the Bible as well, in the St. Paul said, be angry, but sin not. You know, it's natural to feel anger. And, I, you know, I get angry. I look at the world, I get angry. Some of the things I do, I get angry at myself, but I don't sin and I let it go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I come out of the twelve-step programs of you know AA and that kind of stuff, right? And and it's all about making amends. You, we're going to make mistakes, but I, as soon as I make a mistake, I immediately make amends. If I harm you, I'm going to be on the phone right away. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I want to make amends. So that's super important. All right. So let's talk about this tantra sex. Okay. I don't know what your well, <laughs> what your expertise is or anything. That's you know, the topic. Okay. Well, that, that's that we're going to tease and hopefully get more viewers. <laughs> but um, so. And, and I've studied this subject, right? You know, obviously, you know, I've had sex. I'm, you know, and I, I, I with, with no education, probably started too young. Didn't understand the power of it. Didn't understand the harm it could cause to my partner and to me if it's not, not done properly, right? Because no one ever taught me, right? And we have natural, you know, testosterone when you're young. You have a lot of testosterone, so you want to, you know, <laughs> mate, right? And but, but when it comes to tantra sex, my understanding, you know, I've read books, I've studied it, um, maybe played around with it a little bit. But it's and you talk about it. The elimination of male ejaculation, right? Mm -hmm. Which is part of that, right? Is to create that. You can still have an orgasm without the ejaculation if you're a male. But it seems to me like the woman, the female orgasm, is is should not be withheld. That is more of a, a gift that feeds both people. Tell me. Yeah, well, well, going back to the main word, tantra, uh, it's not that I'm a tantric. You know, I do tantra. Tantra, it's a tool to me, uh, and I feel very honored to have received this information Uh but I do, you know, these practices as I do Taoism practices, sexual Taoism. Uh, Is there a difference between Taoism and Tantra? Well, there are two different currents, but the, I mean, everything works in one uh, thing. They all work in your body. Yeah. They all work in your mind, in your soul. So and it's an, and it's electrical energy, correct? Electrical and magnetic and electrical yeah. energy. Electromagnetism. Yeah, female, yeah yep. female and male, because we both positive and negative. Yeah, we both female and male. 
energy, you know, the two polarities is like the yin yang. And the, the key of this, it's like to balance both of them within us, you know, like the two aspects, like you mentioned before, the right brain, the left yeah, brain, right. the um, sympathetic system, the parasympathetic system, yeah. everything is balanced yes. in life. So the beauty of this is that you can get in the center, you know, the Tao, the symbolism, the Tao. Yes. It's like being in the middle, the middle lane. Yes. Right. So that's balance. And uh, when I talk about ejaculation, it's a... Uh, it's not like an aleatoria thing. It's a very important thing that uh, people must understand that it's, as I said before, it's like if you have your power, you know, your base power, the most important power of your life is the, the power of creation, you know, and it comes from your, from your energy, sexual energy. So why would you, you know, like waste it? Right, get, right, get, right. I mean, get pregnant yourself with your power and use that energy, you know, for your purposes in life, for your dreams, for your goals, for being yes. a better person. Yes. So, uh, yeah, like bringing to the simple Western understanding of, tan of Tantra, because this is a philo philosophical um, thoughts that come from thousand years and before, because also people mention the Tantric aspects in Egypt, in uh, all the civilizations before. But talking about the Tantra in the Western world, it's like a, yeah, like connect with that power, this, and balance this power within you so you can, you know, empower yourself and, um, and get to know yourself deeper and use it for your real purposes in life. Not the purposes of the ego, but the purpose, because it's very important to rec recognize the difference, but the purposes of your soul, right? Um, service is one of the purposes. Actually, people say, and it's true, the, the happiness in life, it's when you serve. That's exactly. the real yep. uh, fulfillment. Fulfillment, And that's the reality of ourselves, like, you know, serve to others. So through Tantra, you empower yourself through Tantra, through these simple practices, which are not simple, but are practices you have to, you know, uh, get used on your body, train your body, train your energetic body, train your emotional body, your mind body, yeah, all of them, uh, understanding the way, the pathway of the ch chakras, you know, right, the right. energy center. And as you said before, it's like moving sexual energy within and yes. directly directed to different parts of your body, directed to your mind, directed to your post, uh, um, dreams, to your intentions. This is the creation, the creational power. This is the creative power. Uh, me as an artist, I paint. And I draw and I and I write as well. Uh, I get inspired when I do exercises because you know I awake my sexual energy yeah. and instead of wasting it, you know, I you use it to create. I use it to create. And there are processes. You follow yeah. process, you follow specific meditations, you follow like visualizations, you follow different techniques that come from Tantra, that come from, from the Taoism, that come from my, you know, I study sexological bodywork, yeah. which is the the work uh, on the sexuality, how you somatized in your body, on the, in your sexual life, all the situations that you have been through your life, like a, you know, like a struggle with the, uh, rapes, things like violence, right, things right, like that. Right. How do you get rid of? How do you all, process all that? How you process? How you get rid of that information that it's in your body through these techniques? Let, let me beautiful. let me tell you what I was thinking and visualizing while you were speaking. So. You know, I started probably having sex at 15, not, not having a clue what anything, not, not a clue, right? It was all about, you know, it was an ego thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I'm going to go, you know. All, all the kids are talking about too. Oh, you're a virgin. You know, you, kids lie about it. I, I'm not a virgin. I, you know, and all this BS, frankly, because we're never taught as children how sacred this thing is, how powerful. You know, I grew up in the air. I'm 66. I grew up in drug, sex, and rock and roll, okay? I mean, it was free, free love, free sex, free everything, right? With no meaning. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, I had my first child when I, was, uh, when I just turned 23. So she was conceived when I was 22. I didn't have a clue about life at age 22, not a clue. And all of a sudden, here's this little child that, and I'm thinking, well, what if someone, you know, I just wanted to get laid that night, okay? And, and now I have a kid. We never talked about having kids. We never talked about starting a family. We never did anything mature like that. But just think if someone had taught us. And let's just say, hey, you know, tonight would be a beautiful night to go out and conceive a child. Let, why don't we go outside and, and buy them? It's a full moon, okay? And let's let's look in each other's eyes, okay? And let's, let's make love staring at, with the intent of bringing a beautiful soul into this amazing place that we get to call home for a short period of time. And if we do this consciously... It's got to be better for the couple. You know, that marriage ended in divorce. It's got to be better for the couple. It's definitely got to be better for the children energetically. And that's everything here is all energy. So 
What are your thoughts on that? I mean, how do we, I mean, I feel, I feel bad that, you know, that, that now I know it, I didn't, but I want to fix it. I want to fix it for my grandkids. And, you know, where do we go from here? Well, I don't think there's nothing to fix, man. That's your pathway. That was your story. And it's beautiful. And as I said, you have to embrace it as it is. Um, but the magic of life is that, it, that life is a trial and error process. It's not something that we, that we come with instructions. It's not a book that we read right, and everything right. happens just like, like a very simple note. Okay, but, but, but I hear you. But, you know, the birds, they know to fly south in the, in the wintertime. The whales need to go, know, know they go from Alaska to Hawaii and, you know, give birth. And then they got to get back in a hurry before they starve. How do they know that? And we're like, the, we're an animal. We're an animal. But what, what happened to our instincts? What happened... Why, why, are, why are humans so confused? Okay, there's a big difference between an animal and a human being. Man. They're guided by instinct. And so, but we are animals. Okay, that's what we're, as I said before, that's what we're losing our energy. Yes. But we have something different. We have uh, a soul. I don't, I don't know whether an animal, this is another discussion, has a soul or not. Right, that's right, something right. that I don't know. Right. But we're guided also by our intelligence intelligence right but 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 the intelligence comes from where because whoever's teaching us if they have an agenda that serves them and doesn't serve us then then that's bad programming that's bad teaching that's bad education and i think a lot of that takes place that we don't teach we teach kids lies okay and then they have to unravel the programming when, when they realize the truth okay i ask you something what do you think it's people coming these days going out to the nature and getting rid of these systems because they are understanding. Yes. You know, this is a, yes. you know, the civilization. Civilization is like when you train a dog. You train a dog to receive the bone. You train a dog to give you the hand. You it's like a training. Yeah. You are trained. Yes. And it's called civil, you're civilized. Man, you are domesticated. Like, I'm domesticated, you're, you're domesticated like a dog. Yeah. Exactly. But until I'm not, because I am no, I'm no longer domesticated. Okay. I, those, those shackles have been relieved for me. And now I'm seeing the truth everywhere. And it's kind of ugly. Right? Man, it's not ugly. That's why you're re you're writing these beautiful books, man. That's why you're doing this with me and with fantastic people, um, you know, and raising voices because people people are awakening. But I also see a lot of suffering and a lot of unnecessary suffering. That's what drives me crazy, frankly. Okay, this is something that goes beyond my understanding. You yeah. know, okay. I try um, to understand yes. that uh, life. It's dark. Darkness and light. Right. And I couldn't be able to answer the question that I asked myself. What are people suffering out there? Yeah. I mean, it's their karma. You have to go to India and understand what it's compassion. They have their own karma. You have not to, you, you're, you shouldn't cut their karma because they came. We come over and over and over to, to get better person. This is a school. You know, the, the physical body, the three-dimensional world, it's a school. We okay, go I got to ask you this, though. So when I'm in Varanasi, India, mm -hmm. which is, they say, the oldest city in the world, oh, and I'm walked down the... Gats to the ganges, right? And there's all the beggars, you know, and the children with the no eyes and, and the no food and even lepers. I mean, it, it, the, mm -hmm. the worst poverty I've ever seen in my entire life, mm -hmm. okay? I find it difficult to believe that's their karma from a previous life. Mm -hmm. I believe that, that they're experiencing that because we as humanity has lost our soul. We've lost that, that community of indigenous people that you know would live in peace and live off the land and we're in harmony of nature, understood energy, vibration, frequency. See, I think we've lost that and some virus has taken over humanity, which is all about materialism, consumerism, control power, masculine energy, if you will. I really think what's happening right now is we're going from a masculine energy, which is domination, control, power, to a feminine energy, which is openness, love, nurturing, and that kind of thing. And so what I believe is right now, as that's collapsing and those the people that control that don't want to lose that power, are fighting like crazy to maintain it, but they can't stop what's coming. And I think this is a pattern that's happened many times before, and it just happens to be happening right during our lifetime. And so it, in some ways it appears very crazy, but I think at the end of the day there will be a lot of pain and suffering, unnecessary, but it has to happen to get to maybe where we can usher heaven back on the earth. At least that's my hope. I think that's your hope. Yeah, of course, man, of course. But uh, we sometimes we get confused with the uh, interpretation of things, you know, yeah. uh, and that comes from our mind, yes. we, we, our programming mind. Uh, if you talk to these people, uh, it's not general, but if you talk to, I had to, when I lived in Asia, I had to, the opportunity to talk to people. I try to touch these people and get connected with them because, you know, that's another, uh, it's not a Western life of abundance and well-being. You know, you see people dying, you see people without food. But uh, as I said before, uh, within themselves, they're living their spirit. So whatever happened in their body, they don't, they're not concerned about that. They accept it. And that's a spirituality. And one day I understood that. They're living in their spirit. They're not living in their bodies. So they overcome that 
think that situation and they don't they don't I think they don't give a you know they don't they don't care that much right because they understand that they, this is just uh, a 3d a matrix but they are connected with their souls and they just accept it yeah so they live in their heavens and we consider they're living in their hells the, in their bodies but for them it's perhaps different. perhaps we really don't know the truth is we, we don't, really don't know. yeah we don't know we don't know it's just what i perceive yeah. and based on what i talk to people that's what i could you know collect that information and say okay it's our ego that says because they say okay there's no good and bad there's no good and evil it's just creation there's no time yeah. there's this matrix brings a lot of information that we don't understand yeah but we need to again go back to the inside through meditation and say okay whatever is my brain thinking and considering and interpreting yeah. probably is not the truth yeah we are living in a matrix yes it's Absolutely. called it's it's called the maya the yeah. age, the it's called the, you know the maya yeah yeah, yeah. so in one regard, things are falling apart. The old systems, the old ways are falling apart, which is good. And we're suffering some birth pains as we create a new system based on community, integrity, responsibility, love, and service. So it's all good. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I, I, I mean, people would say, okay, yeah, this guy is sitting in a comfortable coach. You know, he had breakfast already. <laughs> he dressed with clean, you know, clothing. So of course for him, it's gonna be, he's gonna feel good, of right, course. Right. Uh, but I try to look beyond that consideration. It's more like, okay, I if I see inside myself, okay, I, I, I'm serving. That makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. Uh, whether I have or not, whatever I have, I can share. You know, yeah. my purpose these days, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's like uh, connecting with uh, my tools, the tools that I have, yeah. and try to spread them, yeah. you know, what I receive, yeah. and they serve on me. I try to spread them uh with more people yeah. that's what i'm working you know on purposes yeah. like uh the creation of 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 uh, of uh this uh, center yeah. of wellness uh, yeah. that's the way i can you know you know uh, serve here in this 3d in yeah. these days pablo saldarriaga that's the my mission yeah you know, you my, know that's my legacy and while you were just talking, again, I got a vision or I got a feeling or I got a, a to-do, really. And that is to go visit, revisit the, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave. Because I think that explains it all. You know, the meek shall inherit the earth, you know. And, and so we got everything's backwards, you know. Our judgment has everything backwards. And when we need the real truth and, and realize that in some sort of way, everything is perfect. Okay, it's our judgment that creates the imperfectness. But there, I still go. My heart still goes out to kids that are suffering, people that are not told the truth. So, so I think we can do better as humanity. We can help more people. We can serve and love and contribute more. Hey, listen. First of all, I want to thank you for coming here today and sharing your time with us. It's very touched my heart. You're a beautiful soul. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you, work with you, is there what, anything you want to say about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram uh, under the name of Pablo, P-A-B-L-O. Well, my last name, man. We're, we're going yeah, to we'll put it, on, we'll put it, on, we'll put it on the screen, yeah. okay? <laughs> All right, so if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, we'll put it on the screen yeah. and make them follow Pablo you. underscore Saldarriaga underscore, but I'm going to spell it. I'm yes, going to we'll, write we'll, it down. For yeah. you guys watching, you want to learn more about Pablo, go to his IG page. Uh, we'll, we'll lead you there. Um, and I went way over on this interview primarily because um, I, I found it so fascinating. You know, uh, different countries, different cultures. Actually, we were both born in America, but he grew up in Colombia. Just two different experiences of life, but so both of us heart-based to serve and to contribute and to make the world a better place. So I, I really enjoyed this time with you. We'll figure out how to make it all fit into the show, which I'm sure we can do. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you uh, enjoyed getting to meet Pablo. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you did, hit that little up sign on the thing. Um, share, subscribe, do all that stuff because we're putting a, we have a big team here. We have an enormous amount of time and energy we put into doing this every week um, for one purpose is to give you content that will make your life better and help help humanity to go, over, go through whatever we're going through right now and to usher heaven back onto earth. So coming up next will be the Mountains of Hope segment, and we'll see you then. Wow, I really loved and enjoyed that conversation with Pablo. I hope you did as much as I did. I apologize that for you sex people out there that we didn't get into sex as much as I had hoped, but uh, we can always have him back just for you. So that's, we got a very short segment here for as far as Mountains of Hope, so I'm not even going to bring anybody down for Mountains of Hope for this segment. I'm going to do that part myself, just give me a couple minutes, and then I will close this show in the typical way with the power of your voice with Mike Murphy, my little feedback on today's show. So let's talk about Mountains of Hope real quick. Man, 
it is turning out amazing. It is it's 10 times better than I ever dreamt it was going to be. And I really want to encourage you to check it out. Well, the, the website is pretty much uh, brand new, and new and improved, I should say. It's still a work in process. Our first retreat's not till June uh, 30th, excuse me, not until September 30th. Uh, but the, the, all the five-star remodeling will be done shortly uh, by the end of June and all the pool and all that kind of stuff. We still got to build the spa and the wellness center. The reason I'm bringing it up is... Everybody that hears about this retreat, and, and we've made it, you can either come for one week or we encourage you to come for two, so we discount the second week. The first week is a physical detox where we get all the toxicity, not all, but a lot of the toxicity out of your body, but we teach you how to really continue to continue to detox your body so you can have extreme powerful energy and health. And the second week is when we get into mushrooms, plant medicine, meditation, consciousness, subjects. We get into energy medicine, the, the unseen world, if you will. But everybody hears about it and says, Mike, can I give you a deposit? I want to come. I want to come. And we're saying, no, we're, we're not going to start selling this probably till the end of June. So I'm, what I'm trying to say to you guys that if you have a need, especially if you have a need, like an early diagnosis with cancer, diabetes, obesity, depression, or you know somebody that has a big need and wants to learn how they can go about to strengthen their immune system and go within and find themselves and re reacquaint themselves with their soul and learn to heal themselves, which is really the deepest, truest healing, you know. Um, not to knock medicine or doctors or anything like that, but it is called a practice for a reason, okay? So, so, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. It, it, it is what it is, and you can do your own research on that. But in Mounds of Hope, we want people to really understand how powerful they are, how, what a powerful creator they are, and how with the right education, the right information, the right protocols, that they can learn to at least physically detox their body and get the stuff that's hurting them out while we put good stuff in that's going to strengthen their immune system, and they can get on the path to healing. So I just encourage you, check out moundsofhope.com, and if you're interested in attending one of our retreats starting at the end of September, uh, at least get on the waiting list because whoever gives us their name and says, hey, I'm, I'm interested in coming, those are the people we're going to reach out to first and say, hey, you know, you raised your hand first. We're contacting you first. Do you want to come? These are the dates. What do you want to do? At least you'll be in the, in the mix. And we, if you really need this, we don't want you to miss out. And, of course, there's a charitable contribution aspect to it as well. We, we give a scholarship to every, someone below the poverty line for every retreat we do. So it's a beautiful place, the most beautiful place I've ever been. But more importantly, the experience that you're going to have there is going to be pro very profound. Okay, so that's it for Mountains of Hope for this week. So now let's go to the closing of the show, The Power of Your Voice, with your host here, Mike Murphy. You know, in talking to Pablo, he brought up something that, that a lot of people that I deal with and, and are friends with and, and interact with. Um, this thing like, you know, when I wanted to breach a subject, you know, there's too much suffering in the world or something like that, right? And, and, and I'm not judging this at all. I have no judgment whatsoever, and I respect it. I love it, and it's a part of me as well. But I find a lot of people in the spiritual work world, you know, they want to say, hey, listen, man, it's all about love. It's all about going into your heart. It's all about, you know, let's, 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 let's turn a blind eye to the ugliness and the, to the suffering, you know, because, you know, the, that's their karma. That's their fate. They chose it. Well, maybe, maybe not. I have a different take on it. <clears throat> I'll tell you why. You know, for four or five years, I ran a nonprofit foundation in Oakland, California, where we were working with women below the poverty line while they were battling cancer. I'm gonna tell you about one woman I met. I met hundreds, and the stories are horrendous. But I'm gonna share one story that, that has always stuck with me. And this young woman, I don't think ever should have passed away at a very young age, but she did. And here's her story, and I'm not gonna tell her name out of respect for her. And, but I, I fell in love with this woman, you know, and I, I was introduced to these women through social workers and, and they were, that are, had no money and diagnosed with breast cancer and were in desperate need of money and that's what our foundation did. We gave financial grants so they could continue to live because they had enough suffering going on. But this young woman in particularly, I got to know pretty well. Her story was this, from age eight to age 14, her mother sold her for sex so that her mother could buy crack cocaine. That's how addicted her mother was. So is it any surprise that this woman got breast cancer after going through all this abuse? And so my, my question is that people say, hey, listen, you know, it's their karma or, you know, we just need to focus on the love. We just need to focus on ourselves. Who's, who's supposed to take care of that person? Who's supposed to do something about that suffering? You know, I'm sitting here right here in the city of a four million people in Medellin, Colombia. How many people here in this city went to bed hungry last night that didn't need to? And it wasn't by their own choice. It's because they couldn't find a job. There isn't a job. Or the cost of living has gotten so expensive because of the pandemic and all this other nonsense. And, and this is a lot different country here than America where the government gives people money, which I don't know why, but they do. 
But here they don't. And so million, probably a million people went to bed hungry. Children went to bed hungry last night. It, uh, I, I just can't say, hey, listen, man, everything's good in my life. And Because here's what I believe. There's an old saying. I don't know where it even comes from. But if a butterfly flaps its wings in Peru, I'm going to feel it in Los Angeles. So what's the interpretation of that to me? The interpretation is that we are all connected to one another. There is only one source of energy. The Bible calls it ether. Nikola Tesla called it plasma. The Chinese call it chi. The Indians call it prana. But it's, it's, it's right here. I'm breathing it right now. Okay, we know it's oxygen, but there's a lot more to this field of infinite possibilities right here. These are atoms and particles that can become anything once they're focused upon. Once, once you use the power of your mind and your desire, you can take these atoms and you can manifest something into your physical world. That's how it all works. But if we're all connected, think about it. If someone has suffering in the world, at some level, I'm suffering as well. Of course, I have my own individual consciousness, which I have some control over, right? But there's the collective consciousness, you know, and th that was really noticeable after 9-11. You know, the, they saw the emotional, the emotional feeling in the world just go way, way down. You know, they measure these things. They measure that energy, that emotional energy, because we're all connected. So, so that's why sometimes you wake up feeling sad because there's so much collective negativity out there in the world. You know, the, the author Eckhart Tolle in this book, The Power of Now, he calls about the, the pain body, how we have a pain body, right? And he's referring mostly to the psychological pain body or the emotional pain body. Of course, we have a physical pain body as I'm experiencing as I get older. But, but he also said there's the collective pain body. And that's what he was referring to. And so we need to realize that we're all connected. And then someone I don't, just because they're a stranger, they're still part of the family of humanity. Okay, we have the greater family here of humanity. Of course, I have my children and I have my parents and my siblings and the extended family and all that and then friends. But there's one family called humanity. And I say this a lot and I'm going to say it one more time. There's seven billion of us in the world today. And if three and a half billion of us would just lift up someone, just an act of random act of kindness, of loving kindness, and just lift somebody up, just with a smile, or walk them across the street, or spend an hour playing checkers with an old man and an old person. So whatever it is, I don't care. But just get out of yourself and give. And you will bless that person. You will bless the collective consciousness. You will bless the world. And like one added bonus, you will be blessed beyond your wildest imagination. It's a, it's a rule. It's, it's one of the unseen rules, the law of reciprocity. You cannot outgive God. And the more you give, the more you get and receive. You don't, now, I'm not saying to give to get. I'm saying give with a pure, open heart out of love, unconditional love, and you will get. That's just the way it works. <clears throat> so I hope you enjoyed the show today. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in, checking us out. If you like us, give us a thumbs up, share it with your buddies, um, and keep tuning in. Uh, the show is doing extremely well. We're, we're just here to love and to serve and to, and to help, and that's our mission. That's our focus, and we're glad you're here. And so until next week, go out there. Live your life with passion and create the life of your dreams. Thank you for listening to The Power of Your Voice with Mike Murphy. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Murphy Unfiltered, The Creation Frequency, Mountains of Hope, and The Love from Margo Foundation. These sponsors are dedicated to helping you unleash your full potential and live a life of joy and abundance. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit our website at mikemurphyunfiltered.com and subscribe to our podcast. 